The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Carrie Schultz about her ceremony at Italy Plaza with a reception at California Grill, a welcome party at Tamu Tamu Courtyard in Animal Kingdom, and a dessert party in Germany at Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose all of these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. It's so great to talk with you. Likewise. It's great to have another Carrie on the show. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I always love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. So for me, a Disney wedding was always a no-brainer. I've grown up going to Disney and doing all of that. So it was, it was a guarantee. He had never been to Disney before we dated. So that was, it was a more of an adjustment for him, but it was also the first place we ever vacationed together. That's awesome. Now, how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? My friends and family were not at all surprised. My now husband's friends and family, they were shocked. They didn't even know that you could have a wedding at Disney more (laughs) so than anything else. So they were shocked, but really excited. That's wonderful. Now, how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? I think we invited around 92, 93, and our final guest count was 65. Oh, that's great. Okay. Now, did you set up a room block for your guests? We did have a room block. We decided to do, I think, four total resorts. So It was a guarantee that we wanted to get ready and do our first look at Wilderness Lodge. So we did have a room block set there. My family, personally, they go camping at Fort Wilderness in the cabins all the time. So that had to definitely be on the list as well. And for a large majority of the travelers that were coming in from out of state, they really wanted to do Savannah View Rooms at Animal Kingdom. So we did that. And then a moderate option. So we did Port Orleans Riverside because we really love that resort. That's great. Okay. How did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? Time of day was kind of dictated by Disney since we had an in-park wedding, but we got really lucky. We were able to keep our ceremony time at 8 a.m. A lot of them, they had been moving up, so we got pretty lucky there. And as far as the day of the week, we did pick a Saturday. It was just easiest for everybody involved, for those that were more local to come in, as well as those that were traveling to kind of turn it into a vacation. So a Saturday just made the most sense. Okay. How did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? The ceremony venue was kind of a no-brainer. 
back when we started planning the wedding, December was a no brainer for me. I, I love Christmas. It's my favorite holiday. I go all out decorating my house. So I knew I wanted a Christmas themed wedding. So Italy is by far my favorite country decorated at Christmas in, in Epcot. So we also, our honeymoon was in Italy. So it just made sense to kind of pick that as our ceremony location. Our reception location was a little more difficult. We actually bounced around and had three or four different locations before we finally settled on California Grill. So we first thought we wanted outside, then we said no, then we were going to be somewhere else and it wasn't available. So finally, our planner was actually able to get us into California Grill with a last minute cancellation about three months out from our wedding. So... It was it was a tight little timeline, but I would not have changed it. It was perfect. Can you talk a little bit about how you incorporated your Christmas theme throughout your events? Yes. The whole theme that I wanted for my wedding was this elegant Christmas with a touch of Disney sprinkled in, in a tasteful way. I love Disney, but I get that it's not for everybody. So I wanted it to still have those touches, but be focused more on like this elegant Christmas aspect. So when we were in Animal Kingdom, we did photos with Stephanie, kind of with all of those Christmas decorations. In our ceremony, we chose specific floral and even had them change out the the hanging baskets from the light post to like fit our color scheme a little bit better and try to tie that in. And then we used a lot of greenery, a lot of candles and berries and lights and things like that to kind of play up on the whole Christmas aspect of it. Wow. And then your cake, especially encapsulated that kind of sophisticated Christmas. How did you communicate your vision for the cake? So I had seen an image similar to my cake on Pinterest. And so when I was chatting with my planner, I sent that image over to her. And I said, we didn't want fondant. We wanted it in buttercream. Is there any way they can do this? And they spoke with the bakers. and They're like, yeah, we're going to give it a shot. We're going to see what we can do. And it came out perfectly. It was everything we had hoped for. So and it was all done in buttercream. There was no fondant. Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) How much did they charge you to switch out the color bowls in Epcot for your ceremony location? I want to say that to switch out the hanging planters, I think they were $70 a piece to change them out. So honestly, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah, they used a lot of greenery and just a few flowers in there. They had bright, hot pink flowers, and that was just, (laughs) it was not for me in that moment. So So then did you use any outside vendors for the portions of your event that you were able to? We did. So obviously we used Stephanie Caldwell for photography. That was a no-brainer for us. Merrily Married was our videographer. We chose Leaf and Blossom for all of our personal floral. They knocked it out of the part. Ajita was fantastic. She took every vision that I had for what I wanted my bouquet to look like, and it was spectacular. I've had it preserved, and it's now in my house. <laughs> so it's gorgeous. And then we also had Randy Clark from Clark & Dagger. She made our cake topper, as well as all of our table numbers. Who did you use for bouquet preservation? It's the one that's through the official Disbrides page. Mindful tree art. That's great. Now, how did you guys choose your officiant? So it was really important to us that we had some classic kind of Disney moments sprinkled in, but also that there was a very tasteful kind of religious aspect to it, especially for our family members that that were more religious. And there were some, you know, that were like, oh my gosh, you're not getting married in a church. So this way, we, we picked Rev Kev and he was great. So he was able to kind of tie everything together to make everybody happy, us happy, our families happy, everyone. And he was wonderful to work with. That's great. 
Did you guys add any kind of entertainment to your ceremony or your reception? We did. We actually had Mickey and Minnie at our reception. And we had that my one request when I asked for Mickey and Minnie was that they had some kind of Christmas outfit. And the outfits that they actually showed up in, they had never been seen in Disney World before. They actually were fresh from a shipment from Hong Kong. Wow. So they're really unique Christmas outfits, but they fit our theme so perfectly. And we didn't know what they were going to look like until that day. It was our planner just told us, like, you're going to you're going to love them. They're going to be great. It's it's really exciting. And we were talking with the character attendants that day and they were telling us all about it and how excited everybody was because they'd never seen those outfits and they were perfect. That's great. Do you guys have any menu items or cake flavors that you would recommend? Yes. So for our welcome party, we did... We did the nacho bar, and that honestly was an insane amount of food. It was really delicious. Highly recommend that. We did zebra domes. Those are a must, especially if you're in Animal Kingdom. That was kind of a definitely have to have type of thing. And then we actually chose for the dessert party, Dole cream puffs, obviously, but we had the pastrami spring rolls. They were like the 50th celebration ones. So we did those instead of the cheeseburger ones, and they were excellent. Just a little different and and very, very, very good. As far as our cake flavors, we had three layers of our cake, and they were each a different flavor. So one was the lavender cake with a white chocolate mousse, and that is even to this day, my absolute favorite combination. <laughs> my husband's, his layer choice was lemon cake with the lemon curd and blueberry filling. And then the other one was lemon cake with a raspberry filling. And we kind of let our, our bridal party pick that. We brought them along to our cake tastings. And that was the one that they loved. So we went with that for our third tier. That's interesting. Okay. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about your Temu Temu welcome party and your dessert party in Germany? Yes. So with our Tamu Tamu welcome party, I think we had to get there around like four o'clock. So it was it was really nice. The sun was starting to go down. We had surprised all of our guests. We did it just because so many people were traveling. We didn't just use it as a rehearsal dinner. We did it as the full welcome party and invited everyone. But as soon as everybody walked in, they took them straight on to the safari ride. And that was so much fun. I remember specifically my, my now brother-in-law turning around and looking at us. He was in front of my husband and I, and he was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. I can't believe this is how we're starting your wedding. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of that really cool way to start the wedding weekend. And it was really, really fun. And then we went in and had just drinks and toasts and mingling so everybody could try to get to know each other inside Tamu Tamu and all the lights and it was beautiful. And Stephanie took my husband and I around to get a bunch of photos in Animal Kingdom that night. And it was empty. So we have all these really cool photos of the Christmas decor and the tree of life. And it's just us and it was empty. So it was really neat to do that. For our dessert party in Germany, I think we met back at like eight o'clock. We had fireworks. It was actually Stephanie's birthday on the day of our wedding. So we had actually surprised her. The bakery made like a little tiny like baby mini two-tier cake and we had talked to she had brought Jacob with her as our other photographer and so he took pictures of all of that of us giving her this cake and our entire party singing happy birthday to her and we wanted to make it fun for our guests so we actually had told them before everybody came down that the dress code for the dessert party was going to be an ugly sweater theme <laughs> so people wore ugly Christmas sweaters and there was a prize there was a $50 Disney gift card and we let the videographers and the photographers 
decide who was going to win. So they obviously took photos of everybody and they judged it. And then they got to pick the winner and they got a gift card and all of that. So it was just kind of a neat little way to tie everything in. And then after the fireworks were over, we went on Soren. Everybody went on Soren. So it was kind of, we started with a ride Nixon and ended with a ride Nixon. So it was really fun. <laughs> that sounds great. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? Yes. So I had to be up really, really early. So hair and makeup showed up at 2 a.m. at Wilderness Lodge. The reason for that specifically is because we had a Magic Kingdom photo shoot before our ceremony. So I had to be up at 2 for hair and makeup, all of that. They picked us up at 5.30 from the lobby. At 5 o'clock, I went downstairs. I did the first look with my now husband on the bridge in Wilderness Lodge, and Stephanie was there and took all of those photos. And we have a bunch of photos from the lobby. And then Rick came and took us over for our Magic Kingdom shoot, and that was fantastic. And then the photographer took us straight to Epcot for the actual ceremony portion. And once we got there, I think that was at like 7.45-ish, they whisked Matt away over to, you know, his staging part with his groomsmen. My dad met me. And then we actually, I debated back and forth on which carriage I wanted. But I ultimately decided to go with not Cinderella's carriage. I went with the other option. And the one request that I had was, could it please be a Clydesdale? <laughs> and so that's what I got. And I had a Clydesdale. And I was very excited about that. So I've grown up around horses. It was a big deal for me. It was a very big moment. So we, but we got to go in that carriage. And then I think our ceremony was maybe like 20, 30 minutes tops. We stayed behind with our videographer and our photographer for photos. And we did family photos and stuff before the park all of our guests left and we probably still stayed another 45 or so minutes. The park actually opened while we were still doing photos, but it didn't impact us really at all. People were walking by and like cheering and taking pictures of us having our picture taken, <laughs> which was kind of neat and cool, but that was a lot of fun. Our reception and cocktail hour at California Grill that started at about 9.30, 9.45-ish, our guests were there. We were mingling. We were brought up through the elevator and taken to one of the back little salon rooms in California Grill. And it was actually really nice because our day of coordinators, they had all of the food already there for us. They like they bustled my dress like they and they were like, you guys just need to take 20 minutes to yourself. And so they kind of left us alone for 20 minutes to to eat and to relax and to just kind of be ourselves for a few minutes before we went into our reception. Our reception was great. Our DJ, we had Steve Dunlop. He was fantastic. He was really high energy, especially being that early in the morning. He was a lot of fun. Our reception went till about one. At one o'clock, the buses took everybody back to their hotel. We went back to Wilderness Lodge with our videographers and they did video footage of us kind of going around the Wilderness Lodge grounds and, and things like that. And then we definitely napped for a, long, for a good couple of hours because we didn't have to be back at Epcot until eight o'clock. So we had kind of that stretch from one to eight, at least my guests did too. And that was something that I know I was concerned or I thought people were being concerned about. But honestly, it was great. Some people went to the park, some took a nap, some went to the pool. It was nice to kind of break up the day with that seven hour gap. People could do what they pleased and still have a lot of fun. And then our dessert party was from eight to ten. And then it was all finished. Now, I see this question a lot. How was it having the park shoot before the wedding and having such a long day? Would you recommend it? Honestly, 
I recommended it because I think that I was worried about it for sure. But yes, I woke up early. Yes, it was a really long day. I was exhausted the next day, but it took a lot of nerves away because like we did our first look and we went to the park and we, you know, ran all over Magic Kingdom for over an hour because we got there early. So we were all over Magic Kingdom, but it kind of allowed my husband and I to kind of relax a little bit. Like we took all these photos. We were alone in Magic Kingdom or, you know, with one or two other couples that were getting their photos taken as well. But it allowed us to just relax and calm down and be like, wow, we still have so much of this day still to go, but look at how we've started it. And the next day, obviously, because we were so busy, the two previous days, we just relaxed and we took our time and we didn't wake up early and we just did nothing. So it was really nice. And by the time I was, I was done wearing my dress. That I loved my dress, but I was done wearing it after that long day. So I can't imagine having to put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? I would say the most important thing and where a very large chunk of our budget went was to photography and videography. The very first thing that I booked for my wedding before anything else, even before I officially had my date with Disney, was I booked Stephanie. It was one of those things where I'm like, this is the date I've requested. Can we kind of put a tentative hold on it? Like, I knew that that was who I wanted for my photographer. She was everything that I wanted my photos to be. And Merrily Married was perfect in everything, capturing all of our videos. So a large chunk of our budget went there. Another big thing, probably the second biggest thing, was we wanted entertainment. So we we knew we wanted Mickey and Minnie. We knew we wanted ride mix-ins. We wanted this to be something that our guests would not forget. And we wanted them to have a good time. We didn't want it to be a typical wedding. We wanted it to be this experience for everyone. So we spent a decent amount of money there. And then food, I think, was the third. We really wanted everybody to enjoy it. So we modified our California Girl brunch menu a little bit. Um, We took some things off. We added some things on. We did like a mimosa bar, all these things, and added some extra like pog juices and things like that. From our welcome party, we actually did three specialty drinks. So we did an espresso martini, a margarita, and then the actual Welsh Dragon from the Rose and Crown Pub. We actually had that as well. And so that was something that, you know, we did very unique for that. But we really spent a lot of the budget and the time focusing on a menu that kind of fit us and what we loved about Disney. That's wonderful. Were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? Yeah. So I think for us, the floral was important, but Disney's already so beautiful at Christmas that I just wanted it to kind of accent the things that were already there. And I played off a lot of what was pre-existing because Disney does such a good job at Christmas time decorating everything. So we played a lot off of their color schemes and their existing garland and lights and trees and all of that. So we were able to to spend a little bit less. we put a lot of greenery and a lot of candles, which saved a ton on our floral bill. Another big thing that we did was kind of give them creative license. So when I spoke to our floral planner about how I wanted Tamu Tamu to look, I told her like, this is what we like, this is what we don't like, but I don't have a clear picture if we can just stay within this budget. And it far surpassed everything I thought we had all of these gorgeous like Moroccan lanterns and candles and they even threw orchids in. And I think our orchids were only like a couple hundred dollars and we had multiple orchids on every table. And I think it was because we gave them a little bit of flexibility in terms of how things were. I think 
you know, we've got a little bit more for our money in that sense. But it was it was beautiful. It was everything that floral is. I don't have an eye for that, but they certainly do. So it was perfect. That's fantastic. Out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? My absolute favorite memory of my wedding day was, I kind of have two. The first one was obviously my first look coming out of the elevator in the Wilderness Lodge, walking across that bridge with all of the reeds and the garland and the giant Christmas tree and and seeing my husband for the first time. And my second one was after our ceremony, after our reception, when we went back with the videographers to Wilderness Lodge and we're walking around the grounds and it was just serene and peaceful and quiet. And it was like we were married and it was beautiful and it's our favorite resort. And it was magical because it was Christmas. So there's all this Christmas music playing and it was just, it was perfect. And I, it's one of my favorite memories. That's wonderful. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Nothing really went glaringly wrong. We were supposed to have a popcorn machine at our dessert party that they kind of forgot about. (laughs) So it wasn't there. It wasn't that big of a deal. We had other food and no one even really missed it. Like the only people that knew it wasn't there were my husband and I. They credited that back to us after the event. And then the only other thing was we, they took us to Soren. Everybody got on the ride and we got off the ride. They kind of forgot that they were supposed to walk everybody out. Um, So there was nobody there. Ended up not being a huge deal because we knew where we were going, what we were doing. But there was definitely nobody there waiting for us at the end. So You could have stayed in the park all night. Apparently, yes. <laughs> there was no one around. <laughs> now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be a big deal? I think one of the biggest things, I, I'm very type A. I'm a, I'm a planner. I like to have everything under my control. And so with Disney weddings, it's a very much of a trust the process kind of situation. And I was concerned about the details and about it fitting everything I wanted it to be. I was I was even stressed about California Girl. We'd never eaten there before. I didn't know what the food was going to be like. And I we now go there all the time. We already have our anniversary dinner booked there <laughs> for this year. So it was amazing. But I was very stressed about it beforehand because you can't do a menu tasting for California Grill. So it was something that I was stressed about. But I never should have been stressed about it. I should not have been stressed that Disney, they, Disney knew exactly what they were doing. Um, my wedding was everything that we wanted it to be. So I did not need to be as stressed as I was about it beforehand. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Honestly, I don't think so. I mean, being a planner, if you're type A, you're type A. I think it's more of just take a step back and relax. But as far as everything that we did, my husband and I've talked about it. We, we would not change any aspect of our wedding. It was perfect. And if we could do it all over again, we totally would. So (laughs) It was absolutely perfect. We would change nothing. That's wonderful. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? The one thing that I've talked to people about and what I have for any Disney couple that's looking at, there are so many avenues to get married at Disney. Not every Disney wedding is going to be alike. You can get married even in the same locations, but depending on how you decorate it or what you do, it'll be completely different from someone else's wedding. So Getting married at Disney, you can still do everything that you've ever wanted and make that Disney wedding your own. So don't be afraid. There's the sky's the limit. And 
go out and make it your dream, whether it's with five people or a hundred people or 30 people, make it your dream and make it fit what you've always dreamed of and what you want. That's great advice. Well, Carrie, I think you've offered a lot of great tips for anyone who's interested in getting married or having a vow renewal at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you for everything that you do, because honestly, it was so, so helpful for us. Oh, great. I'm so glad to hear that. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 